0: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad. When the game is over, the fun begins interviews, highlights analysis, and your opinion. This is overtime. Open line brought to you by the Canadian brew house. Now from the Terry Perrani, Team broadcast center, Reed Wilkins, Reed Wilkins on on Oilers on radio, Oilers. 630 Chad. Here's Samuels, up the middle. Chipped ahead, Alish Hemsky streaks in, tried to
1: center, that was broken up by Talbot, and Cassian up to Maroon, and off we go, McDavid, back to Maroon, back to McDavid, shoots and scores, 7-1
2: Edmonton.
1: Wasn't that a party, the Edmonton Oilers ending their winless skid in style? A 7-1 dismantling of the Dallas Stars. Seven different goal scorers for the Oilers tonight. Sportsnet Stats tweeting out the last time that happened was when they beat Chicago 9-2 back in November of 2011. And oh yeah, go to the Oilers page on 630Ched.com and print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village. Three locations in Edmonton, downtown, south side and north side. We turn on the Japanese Village goal light whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game and it only took them a little over half of tonight's game. They led three nothing just over twenty-two minutes in. They were up five one at eleven twenty-nine of the second period. They coasted home from there. Nugent Hopkins and McDavid scoring goals a minute forty three apart to round out the scoring in the third. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It's 958. I'm Reed Wilkins, joined by former NHL star Rob Brown, and we talked before the game about the Oilers, Rob, they need to get in on the forecheck. They need to try to take advantage of the Dallas defense and goaltending.
3: And they did. And they certainly did. Uh, Dallas has got some some very good players up front. You didn't see it tonight, and I think uh, the give-a-care meter was very, very low as the only forwards that really showed up for the Dallas Stars were their, was their fourth line. But on the back end, they got some uh, they got some struggles. They got a, a young defense that uh, s- not bad with the puck on their stick, not good with the puck off their stick, and their goaltending. I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited for Dar- Darnell Nurse on his goal. But that's atrocious at the National Hockey League level. That can't go in the net. Uh, Both goaltenders have been equally bad this year. Uh, I think I I saw a stat 13 times they've pulled their goalies this year. Mm -hmm. That's uh, leading the National Hockey League. You can't win with that kind of goaltending. So the Oilers put pucks on net. they got guys in front too. That's a huge thing that the Oilers haven't done a lot of as of late. And tonight they did. They got guys in the blue paint, screening, tipping, going for rebound goals, just guys hanging around. And there's one pretty goal, the Maroon-McDavid goal, but all the other goals were just hard work, gritty, be in the right place at the right time type of goals. They knew they had to do it, and they came out and did it. Pouliot, Clefbaum, Nurse,
1: DeHarnay, Maroon, Nugent Hopkins, McDavid. The goal scorers... Rob mentioned the goaltending change. Anti-Niemi was pulled. He allowed five goals on 20 shots. I mean, you're right. The nurse goal can't go in. And then the fifth goal, the one that gets him pulled, Maroon cuts into the net, bobbles the puck, so he didn't get the original shot. He wanted away. Gets it back, throws a backhander on net, and Niemi moves across to stop it. And Brett Ritchie standing there knocks his goaltender down and, and the puck rolls between his legs.
3: It, it was a comedy of errors. And we've seen this in Edmonton uh, the last number of years when the team was out of the playoffs. And when they had the puck on their stick, they weren't bad. But at, at times when the puck wasn't, they looked lost. And the Dallas Stars, when they were defending tonight, they looked lost. They, they had half the players that didn't know, didn't look like they knew what to do. And the other half didn't seem to care. If they had to play or not, so it was not a, a recipe for success for them. And uh, I was talking to, to the Dallas broadcasters during the game, and they, I guess the other night in, in in San Jose they pulled their goalie Letnin during the game. Another time they pull him, mm-hmm. but the backup goalie Niemi was in the dressing room. He couldn't even go in. They didn't have enough time to put him in. So back Letnin goes back into the net again after being pulled. So this is just a comedy of errors of what's happened with this Dallas team, a team that on paper at the beginning of the season after the year they had last year, thinking, okay, this is one of the teams that is probably a sure thing to make the playoffs. It has been a dreadful season for them. They are just playing out the string right now. 7-1, the Oilers take
1: it. 13 players with at least a point. Difficult to pick the three stars this evening, but they were. Maroon number three, dry Drysital number two, and Lucic great burst of speed to set up a Nugent Hopkins goal in the third period. He's the first star, our fourth star of the game for Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates.
3: Well, when a defenseman scores a goal and is plus four on the night, as Darnell Nurse was, you got to give him credit. And he played 21 minutes. I believe that is the most on the team. It is. So he played over 21 minutes. He's plus four. That helps the plus minus for the for the year overall year plus minus. So to me. Darnell Nurse had a strong game tonight, and I'm going to give him the four-star.
1: Zach Cassian also plus four tonight with two assists, so two Oilers hitting plus four this evening. All right, 780-496-0063. We have Scott to kick off the open line tonight. Scott, thank you for calling.
2: Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Just want to say hello, secondary scoring. Now, there's something that we've lacked all year, it's that. (laughs)
3: Yeah, it was, it was important tonight. I mean, the, the McDavid line was okay tonight, but the rest of the lines were very good. It, as of late, the others have been getting secondary scoring. The Lucic line with Nugent, Hopkins, and Everly over the last probably 12 games have been consistent. And ever since we got in DeHarnay, the third line has been dangerous. The third line tonight was plus three. You just don't see that in the National Hockey League. So, very good secondary scoring for the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Hopefully, it'll carry on through the rest of the, the rest of the remaining games.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's that was basically my point for the night, and uh, hopefully, they can carry on with the secondary scoring and win, make some more wins.
1: Yeah. Appreciate appreciate it, Scott. For sure. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. David is second goal as uh, an oiler, and he banked in a shot off Niemi after Anton Slepyshev ripped one over the net, and Deharane got the bounce off the backboards. You know, we've seen Slepyshev in and out of the lineup. He's got a few goals this season, but he can shoot the puck. I mean, I've seen it, and I've seen it in practice. Now, a different situation because you're not often shooting under pressure and, and... you know some well sometimes there's not even a goal in right depending on the drill or at what point of practice it is he has three goals in 34 games a season but i mean he can rip the puck i mean i've seen him in practice put some right under the crossbar so hopefully he keeps figuring out ways to get it off in games
3: well it's heavy and it's quick and he's stunned Uh, i'm not sure which goaltender that he hurt was it letting or uh, it was letting it yeah, was in it. when the puck hit him in the match. Just stunned him how quick that puck came off. And then the goal that a that, uh, scored, Slapachev just misses the net, but the puck just came out so fast that, I mean, the goaltender's not able to get across. a he's standing in the right spot, puts the puck in the net. I do think that Slepeshev, uh I mean, everyone did, but I thought he was very good tonight, and he needs to be. And he understands uh, his role right now will be in and out of the lineup, and when he has to, or when he gets the opportunity to play, he, he's got to be productive, and he's got to be a positive, and I thought he was. Just as an aside, mm-hmm. should the concussion spotter not have
1: taken Lettinen out of the game, takes a puck to the mask, and then his hands go to his head? Well, I don't know. I'm being picky because no. of the McDavid incident against Minnesota. Earlier. But
3: it, it, what they called it, it was with McDavid because he put his hands on his head.
1: Yes. and Well, I mean, his face kind of hit the
3: ice. But I, mean, this, I mean, a puck coming in at about 95 miles an hour off your face, I think that would... And you had to stop the game in your. Uh, this is where I think, and we've talked about it before. There's a gray area come playoff time. I tell you, if if I'm the opposition team, and all of a sudden the goaltender's standing on his head and he takes one off the mask, I'm asking the referee, Kate, should he not have to leave? And that's what's going to probably come into play at some point, and probably at a very inopportune point.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I, I shouldn't sound sarcastic about it because the concussions are are serious. So you're right. It's a good it's a good idea. But as you and I have discussed, it's a gray area, specifically with goaltenders, and, I mean, the playoffs are coming.
3: Well, Mike Smith was pulled That's earlier right. this year, and he was not happy, not happy at all, and came out very harsh against the concussions spotters and, and the way the NHL was handling, and he's the one that pointed out as well that in the playoffs, what's to say a player just doesn't go in and bops the goal, he wants just to get him out of the game.
1: I want to quickly check the Advantage trailer Rentals scoreboard, the LA Kings in action Tonight, they're the closest non-playoff team to the Oilers. At the moment, nine points behind because Edmonton gets the win this evening to get to 81. L.A. sitting at 72, but the Kings do lead. The Coyotes one nothing late in the second period. Sabres and Sharks tied 1-1 in the second period. These other scores are final. The Lightning beat the Senators 2-1 in overtime. The Panthers pound the Maple Leafs 7-2. Chicago wins in Montreal 4 2. Kane gets three points. McDavid gets one. Those two men are tied for the NHL scoring lead. The Islanders edge the Hurricanes 3 2 in overtime, and the Caps knock off the Wild 4 2. All right, we'll go back to the phone lines in a second, but downstairs for GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine diesel parts at wholesale prices. Here's head coach Todd McClellan.
3: Todd, uh, Benoit Pouliot, since he's been back, looks like he had a lot of jump in his game, and I guess how big was have to finally get that goal confidence?
0: Well I'm sure it's going to help. Um, I thought that line played quite a good game tonight and Benny had a big part in it so um, to get the first one um, an important one and um, get rewarded I'm sure his confidence level will go up and, and we need that from him. <coughs>
4: I'm not sure if Darnell Nurse has led your team in ice time before but he did tonight.
0: Um where is he at in his sort of arc? How much is how much better could he be? Uh, that's a tough question to answer. I think he's uh, I think he's still evolving. Um, he's obviously coming up uh, coming off of a uh, a severe injury that kept him out for quite a while. So his game is just catching up to him. And tonight's a night where you're ahead. You can just play him a lot and make him feel good and. Um, he deserved to play a lot, but uh, I don't know if I can answer the the question fairly uh, to Darnell, in, or about Darnell. Um, we still think there's a lot more there. He's a growth player. Um, what is it? A lot of people say 300 games is kind of the mark where the D kind of finally settle in and and become what they are. He's still a long ways away from that. Todd, were you?
1: More pleased with the offensive <clears throat> outburst, or what you guys were capable of doing defensively tonight? Well,
0: the, uh, tonight I'd, I'd say the offensive part of it, because it takes a little pressure, stress off the group. They can uh, they can relax a little and play. And uh, sometimes when you do that, you give up a lot. There were moments in the game where we gave up a little too much, but we didn't let it really get away from us, which was a good sign. Any
2: anyway, wins a good one, Todd. But I'm just wondering. <clears throat> It's it especially
1: nice, you're up 6-1, and, and Connor has a score sheet. words getting a lot of
0: guys involved, and a lot of guys have confidence going. important that that, that, that happens. Um, you know, from a, a confidence and, and stress, confidence level should go up. Stress level came down a little bit. What we do now with this game is no different than what we did with Montreal's game. We park it, it's over. And, uh, you know, we can talk about that when we lose. we got to talk about it when we win. And uh, we move on, and it's just one game at a time. And uh, our next opponent's another opportunity for us, and it'll be a tough night. Clefbaum left for half a period. Was it a equipment or a injury? No, he took a puck up in the uh, in the throat area, so he had to get that checked out. He's fine.
1: Yeah, Oscar Kleffbaum missed part of the second period, but he's fine. He scored tonight before... Leaving the game, the Oilers roll past the Stars 7-1. That means a $175 donation to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. It comes from Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world. A total for the year, and even $4,900. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, coming to you from Rogers Place. 780-496-0063 is our open line number. We are looking for somebody to finish the play this evening, by the way. But first, we'll go to Brian. Hi, Brian. Evening, guys.
4: Go ahead, buddy. Hello. Yeah, go ahead, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was that the game? It was. Uh, it was a pretty good game. I thought. A um, couple questions I have for you guys uh, with the McDavid line, the first line, and the second line, uh, and just a comment. First of all, was is in the beginning of the year, our first line was doing great, and the concern was for the second line, and now it seems like it's reversed. How much of a concern is uh, Drysdyk? Because he looks He looked. He looked Tired out there tonight, and also, um, you know, what are the what are the odds of you know like a um, a passing coming up on the first line?
3: Well, I I don't think there's any concern with Drysdale. I mean, he had a couple points tonight. He's I mean, he's having a stellar year. He's playing on a line with uh, the, the first line with the guy who's leading the league in scoring. So I don't know if there's a whole lot of concern with that line. I think with Cassian right now and the line he's playing on, I don't think you want to change that. I mean, Cassian today was plus four, had a couple assists. That line, ever since we've gotten Dayarnay, along with Puglia coming back from injury, has been good. And this is an Oiler team that has not had a third line all season long. So now you got a first line that you know that's successful. Second line with Nugent Hopkins playing with Lucic and. And Eberle, that is, over the last 12 games, I think has yeah. scored in nine or ten of those games. And a third yeah. line now that's, I mean, day has got two goals already with the Oilers, so I, well, I don't think you mess with any of the lines.
4: I have to challenge that, because uh, before tonight, he scored four goals in three games, and the first line, uh, I mean, it hasn't been doing much. And even tonight, I think we got, what, one point, two points? Well, dry,
3: dry Settle had two points. They, had, they were yeah, on yeah. for two goals.
4: Yeah, Okay. But uh, before tonight, come on! I mean, the first line looks like they are they it looks like they need something. Um, I don't
3: know.
4: If, and Seidel I, I heard, has played more games than any player in the NHL. He's a—he's a phenomenal player. He's young, um, but it, 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 I don't know if he looks like he's a little injured or something. But he doesn't look himself. I well, thought.
1: yeah, Todd. Todd referenced that uh, mm-hmm. either this morning or after practice yesterday that that he'd played a lot of games going back to Olympic qualifying. McClellan also said Brian, that it, you know they, they've talked about switching the lines, but but as Rob kind of alluded to, yeah. they are happy with how the other lines are playing. They think Jeberly yeah, and Nugent Hopkins are playing as well as they have all year. Yeah. you know Rob talked about the third line and the fourth line guys are four fourth line guys. So I think they' they're kind of thinking like, okay, are, are we gonna mix up the other nine guys because three of our better scorers might be having a bit of a dry spell. For now, yeah. at least, the answer is no.
4: Yeah, and I mean, Cassian's been has been looking great the last uh, few games. I think you know probably the best looking forward you know over the last four or five games. One other question, uh, Pitlick, where is is he going to be able to play in the playoff?
1: No, they said he was out for the season, so okay. that's all I can tell you. All right, thank you. Okay, thanks, Brian. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Our adjustment of the game will center on that third line. Kind of a. Well, it is a new one because Puglia was hurt, and while he was hurt, they traded for DeHarnay. For Alberta's chiropractors, life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better. With help from your chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. DeHarnay, 10 points in 31 games. With Montreal, already has 3-5 and five with the Edmonton Oilers. All right, if you're on hold, stay there. You're also going to hear from Warburg's Lindy Ruff going through a tough season as coach of the Dallas Stars. Oilers win at 7-1. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Run. This line. is Overtime Open Run.
0: Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse. From the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan moves it to Johns. Left point shot deflected. Saved
1: by Talbot. Rebound in the blue paint. Dallas bangs away but Talbot sits on top of it and keeps it a 5-1 score. There's your save of the game. Cam Talbot, the win tonight. Armor Insurance. Complete a free quote for a $10 Tim card at armorinsurance.ca. Talbot with 22 stops. We've said about Him, a lot of nights this year, he was a little bit better than the guy at the other end. Tonight, he was a lot better than both guys at the other end. The Oilers creamed the Dallas Stars 7-1. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Reed Wilkins, our Inside the Game analyst Rob Brown here as well. You can get us at 780-496-0063, and we have Rocket on the line. Rocket, good to hear from you.
2: Hey, how you
4: doing, Reed? Yeah, we're good, buddy. What's going on? I just wanted to uh, see if I was the first one to acknowledge that uh, you predicted a uh, 5-plus game for the Edmonton Oilers or not.
1: Uh, well, it was been a, it was acknowledged on Twitter by Brendan Ulrich right away. No caller has acknowledged it, so thank you. I'm rarely right, so I appreciate you <laughs> it out. <laughs>
4: And then um, the second thing I wanted to say is I listened to the interviews uh, with uh, Gary Bettman. I know we're not talking hockey here, but uh, like the Oilers per se, but uh, I thought the Bob Stopper interview was excellent because he not only talked about uh, things that Sportsnet talked about when I was listening to that interview, he also incorporated – uh, the history of it, and uh, the, all the all the issues that the Oilers have gone through, you know, with 38 owners and and almost losing the team, et cetera, et cetera. I thought it was just uh, a really good uh, a really good interview, and I just wanted to uh, give my uh, congrats to Bob on that.
1: Yeah, I agree. It was a good interview, and if Kellen hasn't already put it up, he's pretty busy during the games. But it'll be on the Oilers page on six thirty ched com for people. Kellen says it is already up on the Oilers page on six thirty ched dot com. Was a good interview, and uh, you know, and Gary was asked about being booed today, and he said, "Look, I know I'm not always going to be the most popular guy. It's a pretty." complicated job being a commissioner of a pro sports league you got a lot of uh, people pulling you in different directions who want a lot of different things and uh you know actually quite frankly i think overall he's been a good commissioner sometimes i wish that he maybe would look for other markets for a couple teams that are struggling but i mean that's also his like job. one in
3: arizona <laughs> that should have moved probably a decade ago Although it's nice when you go down to Arizona and go see hockey. Well, we don't get to go. <laughs> we. <laughs> well, I've been a couple times. I've been a couple times down there.
1: Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. It's just you know it's tough for the Dallas Stars goaltending issues. They've had a lot of injury problems as well. For Challenge Insurance Group, Challenge creates opportunity. We provide solutions. Here's their head
5: coach Warburgs Lindy Ruff. Coaches have said before these games are never fun.
6: How do you deal with it? Gotta put it behind you. bottom for you right now? Well, that might be the worst game I've coached as the Dallas star. Um, you know, we need a lot more. We need a lot more out of the uh, the leaders of our team. You know, I thought uh, they're the guys that can make the differences this time. And I know we've had some. we had some tough breaks. But uh, they're the guys that the responsibility lies on. They're the guys that have to make the difference. And, you know, last two games we scored one goal. And that that won't cut it. Seems like coming off San Jose, too, there was a lot of motivation. because it's almost surprising that this is the outcome. Yeah, I think they. You know, for me, the you know tough break and a broken stick, and we end up getting scored against. Uh, should have been a scoring chance for us, but still we didn't come back and defended well. And then I thought as soon as the third one went in, uh, we went dead. The team went dead. And that uh, you know that uh, you know this time of the year, it's. And knowing where we're at, all, all you can do is try to win your shift. How important is it for the goaltenders to collect themselves after this last three games. Well, the, the goaltender didn't leave the guy uncovered at the side of the net, and the goaltender wasn't the guy that you know didn't get in the shot lane on the penalty killing. And you can you can you can you can maybe put the third one on our goalie. But let's spread it around a little bit here. And when I say that we, we need more, we need more. We need more out of the leaders of the team. They're the guys that have to lead. They're the guys that have to set the direction. They're the guys that have to go out and make the difference. And uh, that didn't happen tonight. When Lenton took
5: the puck off the mask, I think back to what Mike Smith said a couple of weeks ago. Were you worried about percu- uh, concussion protocol there?
6: Um, not not at that time. No, I didn't. I, I didn't uh, feel it was uh, it was a big enough blast. Thanks.
1: Scott Johnson working the Stars dressing room tonight. An exasperated Lindy Ruff as the Oilers get a 7-1 win over his Dallas Stars. 13 players with at least a point for the Oilers. Seven different goal scorers. Uh, McDavid gets a goal. He's tied with Patrick Kane for with 76 points for top spot in the entire NHL third time this year the Oilers score 7 in a game the other two were against Calgary and the 6 goal margin is their most lopsided decision of the year 7804960063 we have Brent on the line hi Brent hey Brent go ahead buddy
4: yeah, hi, how you doing? Um, you guys are doing great. Uh, I just want to say it was a nice game to watch, obviously, and uh, good to see all the secondary scoring happening. But I just wanted to say, uh, I know there's been a lot of talk of the uh, Tater Hall and Adam Larson trade, and if really, if you look at it, uh, it's not just about those two players. Of course, it, it made a pathway for Milan Lucic to come on left wing of the uh, organization, but If you look at uh, Larson, uh, what he's done for Clefbaum's game, he's really excelled Clefbaum's game this year, and I think there's more to that trade than just those two guys.
3: Well, yeah, it was a trade of needs. Both teams needed something different. The the Devils needed someone that could put the puck on the net, and the Oilers obviously needed someone to keep the puck out. Uh, The Oilers had had a number of very good forwards over the last number of years, but they could not keep the puck out of the net. So I think yeah. it was a trade that benefited both and and one of the, the advantages or one of the uh, pluses or bonuses was the fact that Clefbaum got to play with Larson and his game is soared this year. Uh, yeah. He, he's the everyone we've been talking all along that the others need a, a power play specialist on the back end and Clefbaum just continues to to produce from the back end and I don't think anybody was expecting him to have the offensive season that he's having and he just continues so he he's growing as a player and this trade has has benefited the Oilers It, it was tough losing a player as good as Taylor Hall but things were not going right for for the Oilers they needed someone that could play top two minutes on defense and to get a player of that stature you had to give up something good so I think yeah. the Oilers, the Oilers uh, have benefited from this trade, and hopefully the New Jersey Devils will benefit from it as well.
1: Brent, interesting yeah. you bring up Adam Larson because we're going to finish the play with you. You've already got an eight-day parking pass to Jet Set We Park. Park cheap and easy. Visit jetsetparking.com. If you're correct here, you'll be entered into the grand prize draw for $1,000 to Integra Tire Auto Center. Visit Integra Tire to experience service you can trust. Integra Tire experience integrity. Here we go. That can be demoralizing. Turnover, bomb, One timer, Spetson. That- All right, that's a that's a blocked shot by Adam Larson. How many blocked nope. shots did he have today? Two or seven?
4: Uh, for Adam Larson?
1: Yes. Say, say seven. Say, oh, no. I think he would have had seven. seven. Seven is correct, buddy. You're in the grand prize draw. He
3: had seven blocks and seven hits.
1: It was and, a good night and for and Adam Klubbaum Larson. bomb also had seven blocks, and Secker had five blocks.
3: So there you go. I I didn't even think Dallas took that many shots, but apparently they they did. They just never got through.
1: The shots on on goal tonight were 29-23 in uh, favor of the Edmonton Oilers, including 13-5 in the first period as they did exactly what we were hoping they'd be able to do in the first frame. Totally took control of the game. All right, Mike, you're next on the phone line, but we've got to do a uh, news and weather update. I think there's actually some positive temperatures in the weather, which is nice. We'll have more post-game reaction from both dressing rooms, including Benoit Pouliot, who scored the first goal tonight, his first goal since December 8th. You know, that felt great. It paced the Oilers to a 7-1 win over Dallas. This is Canadian Brewhouse, overtime open line. From the Terry
0: team Live time. from the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center. This is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brew House on Oilers Radio. Six thirty, Chad. Pouliot ahead to Zach Cassian. Edmonton in its Blues tonight. The orange and white trim. Cassian curls the pass. Pouliot a shot. Score.
2: Benoit Pouliot his first goal since December the eighth, and Edmonton
1: takes a one nothing lead. Cassian set it up. And that got the Oilers rolling. Benoit Pouliot, first goal since December 8th, his sixth of the season. The Oilers didn't look back, crushing the Dallas Stars 7-1. Thanks for joining us. It's ten We're in Rogers Place along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. You're going to hear from Benoit Pouliot in a minute. But first, at 780-496-0063, here's Mike.
2: Guys. Hi, Mike. Um, just want to say this NHL year I had kind of like a major goal and two minor goals and the minor goals were the Oilers doing better than the uh, Leafs and the Flames and the final standings and then a major goal the Oilers making the playoffs and the past few weeks have been a little bit stressful i have to admit the way things are going but tonight is a night that reinforces that there's ups and downs in the season and if you look at standings you know I pulled up NHL app and I scrolled down and went to the leader in points and I saw Kane and McDavid tied and had Kane on top. It felt a little weird because all year it's been McDavid on top, but I think he's ready to explode. I think he's, um, you know, the game against Pittsburgh showed what he can do when he has his mindset to it and playoffs are coming up. I think mean, he's just going to keep going better and better. And and just uh, tonight was a good night that kind of made up for the past week or so of uh, bad nights. Anyways, have a good night, guys.
1: Yeah, and it's a fun night to uh, to look, well, it's been a fun year to keep looking at the standings. The Oilers are fourth in the Pacific, so in terms of the playoffs in a wild card, they're 36-24-9 for 81 points, one point behind both Calgary and Anaheim. They all have 13 games remaining, sets up a good race. L.A. is ahead tonight, but again, if the Oilers keep scratching points out, it doesn't matter what L.A. does. They're right now nine points behind the Oilers trying to get it down to uh, seven. Benoit Pouliot, big goal for him. Let's hear from number 67 for GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine diesel parts at wholesale prices.
7: Coming out. Oh. Uh,
3: obviously, it must feel good to get that goal and kind of yeah. end that slump.
7: No, for sure it feels good. Yeah. Um, it's been a while, and it feels, uh, you know, hopefully gets something going with it. Yeah. Um, it's a big one for us, seven-one like that. It's uh, it's nice for everyone, and, and we just gotta keep going. It feels like since you've been back, actually, you, it looks like you had a lot of jumping, and playing well. How how you have you felt? Very good. I think the whole line has been, uh, the chemistry has been good. Uh, Davy's been winning a lot of draws, making some good passes, casts, just skates all the time, and he's always on the rush and stuff like that. So it helps us a lot. Um, things have been good, and it's something that uh, we can't, you know, just be happy about. Those three games, we gotta keep it going. How important
6: was to kind of keep the foot on the
7: gas there, especially just keep, just keep. Yeah, keep, oh, it's really important, especially going. Uh, there's not many games left, and we, we want to have a good spot in the playoffs and get in there hot and. Uh, um, it's, really, it's really all we need, and uh, I've been through it in the past, and I think when a team gets out at the end of the year and keeps going like that, it's, uh, it's very dangerous for uh, for later on. Just, uh, going back to your goal, to, to score, like a goal scorer's goal like that, nice shot, does that give you confidence? Uh, yes, I think I've been... Uh, uh, shooting the puck a little bit more since I came back too, and I just want to get the feel again and uh, be in the right position to get that puck and uh, you know release that shot. But the guys I've been playing with yeah, have been uh, been awesome, and it's something we got to um, you know keep keep going. Read that, on Pouliot. Thanks, Brendan
1: Pouliot on the board tonight. David DeHarnay on his line, also scoring. Zach Cassian with a couple of assists. The Oilers over the Dallas Stars seven one against the Western Conference this year. The Oilers are twenty three, nine and six. That's quite a turnaround from recent seasons. We have Robert at our call in number, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Hi Robert.
4: Hi Reed. Hi Rob. How are you guys tonight? We're great. Uh, I just had a I had a couple of thoughts. First of all, on the game tonight because I was there. Great game. Finally, it was, uh, finally, nice to see some uh, secondary scoring. You know, I you know getting scoring from more than more than two or three guys in a game.
3: No, you're absolutely right. It, w- it, w- it was a good night where every every line contributed, and one of those are one of those. And Todd McCullough talked about it was a, a stress-free night, and the others have not had very many of those this year. So it feels good when you're sitting on the bench and you look up at the scoreboard and you got a 2-3 goal lead uh, midway through the hockey game. So it was a a night that the Oilers could enjoy and take some good vibes into their next game against a much better team in the Boston Bruins.
4: Yeah, now my second thought on the game tonight... Uh, regarding Talbot he didn't 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 face a lot but, but everybody you know he made a, made, a, made some good saves when he had to
3: well Talbot gives you the same thing almost every single night he gives you a chance to win and most nights if you compare the goaltenders on either end of the the ice Talbot has been the better goaltender and tonight uh, it was a much easier uh, decision on which goaltender was better. He he had to face both Dallas Star goalies, and it wasn't close. Da- uh, Talbot gave them a chance to win, and the Dallas Stars goaltenders gave them absolutely no chance at all.
4: No, God, yeah, no, uh, no, no, I got one one final thought, and that's uh, that's regarding the the next game against Boston. Obviously, against Boston, highly, highly unlikely is that they're uh, that they're going to put up seven against them. So, what is it, what are they going to need to, have to do? To have
3: a chance to beat Boston on Thursday. Well, I, I think the, the Oilers have shown that they can get themselves up to play against the best teams in the league, and the Boston Bruins, over the last little while, have been one of the better teams. Uh, they're good. They're deep. I think the Oilers' details have to be very good. You can't turn the puck over. You can't not get pucks in deep. you got to make sure your details defensively are, are strong. Uh, right now, the Boston Bruins have one of the best players in the world, and, and Brad Marchand. Who has just been outstanding as of late, and the Oilers are going to have, I imagine, their their top line is going to go head to head against them, and the Oilers' better line, best line, has got to be better. And again, Talbot's got to be strong, as which we've we've seen just about every time he's made the start. So I'm excited about the game. There's games you look forward to. I think the Boston Bruins come to town is a game that you look forward to.
1: Coming off a 6-3 win over Vancouver, they'll play Calgary tomorrow, then here at Rogers Place on Thursday. Of course, we'll have it for you on chat, starting with the face-off show at 5.30. We'll go back to the calls in a second, but we want to go downstairs to the Dallas Dressing Room for Challenge Insurance Group. Challenge creates opportunity. We provide solutions. Here's Tyler Sagan.
5: Well, I've talked to coaches before. These, these games are never fun. How did you see it? You know, a lot of opportunities uh, throughout the game to, to respond or um, show a little more pride the, than we did. And You know, we didn't. You know, I thought we let, left our goalies hanging out to dry. And um, Frustrating. When, when it gets like that, do you take, okay, the next five minutes, let's let's win the next five minutes? Yeah, you want to take periods. You don't want to finish. But win the period. Yeah. Um, a lot of talk I mean I think everyone's sick of talking I mean it's just I mean it's unacceptable Uh, you know we're proud to put on that jersey and we're not we're not acting like it right now and I think it starts with uh, the leadership I think we need to step up uh, especially early in the games and you know not let us get on the heels uh, so early and coming off San Jose I mean you think redemption let's do something what's your thought on that yeah it didn't happen
4: with thirteen
5: games left, is it, I mean, you got it. A, it's a tough home to get through it. I uh, mean, I've never been here before. Um, and I thought we, uh, you know, kind of hit rock bottom there last game, and you know, we we got deeper uh, tonight. So, yeah, um, you know, gonna have to play, gonna have to find some pride here, uh, play for each other more, and um, you know, work harder. Oh, it's gonna be a long, long couple weeks. Thanks for this. Great. Scott Johnson with Tyler Sagan
1: That is a somber Dallas locker room. I've uh, I've been through that covering the Oilers teams in uh, in recent years. When I worked in uh, Lloyd Minster I'd cover a variety of teams. They had some pretty bad junior A teams when I was out there, and you hear that. Where I mean, after a point, and especially when you're on the road, you're you're getting the same questions in different cities. You're almost at a loss to explain it. It's like, well, if it was that easy to fix why we're losing, we wouldn't have lost, you know,
3: for the last six or whatever the the slump might be. Well, Tyler again was awful tonight. Uh, I've I've seen him play a number of games, and when he is on, he's as exciting as any player in the National Hockey League. Uh, he just it, it didn't look like he cared. In all honesty, it didn't look like he cared at all. His, his shifts were short. He turned away if the puck didn't come to him he just went to the bench and changed uh he's one of the leaders of the team and you, you heard Lindy Ruff after the game he didn't call out his goaltenders he didn't call out his young players he called out his leaders he said his leaders were not good leaders tonight and it, it was obvious
1: 7-1 the Oilers take down the Dallas Stars this evening seven different goal scorers 7804960063 let's bring Blair onto the show Blair thank you for calling
2: hey guys how you doing Doing well, Blair? Good. Um, I talked to you guys the other night after the game, and uh, I was just letting like the fans know not to get all. Uh, That's
1: right. I remember worried and stuff. Remember, yeah. and you
2: guys told me to call you guys back tonight.
1: Yes, I remember.
2: Well, I was at the game, and if you guys were at the game, you would have seen me because my name is Blair, but I'm AKA Superfan Magoo. I went there decked out, <laughs> where, and I had my two orange signs, man. I had Superfan believes, and I was like, "We want the playoffs." I was running up and down the aisles. I was cheering. I was chanting. Man, I love it.
3: Well, it's going to get pretty expensive for you because you're going to have to come to every game now for the remainder of the season if this is the type of effort the Oilers give you.
2: Yeah, that's fine, man. I don't. That's fine. I got a lot of friends. I got a lot of family. And I'm sure there's people out there that would like to go to the game with superfan Magoo.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I just wanted to say, man, it was awesome to see the monkey off of Pouliant's back.
3: Yeah, Absolutely, he's he's played well in, in his games since coming back from injury. He with Cassie and Dayarnay have been they've been good. It, it gives money. the Oilers a third line that actually pushes forward, uh, creates yeah. things, gets them some offensive chances. And the Oilers have been looking all season long for for some uh, some sort of third line that can, can keep the momentum going in the, in the right direction. And that line has been has been very good over the last couple of games since they've been put together.
2: Yeah, that line was great tonight. Out of all the lines, that one—that one was probably one of the best lines tonight. Not knocking any of the lines, but another player that played really well tonight was Lucic again.
1: Yeah, he showed a nice burst. Thanks for calling, Blair. Also known as Superfan Magoo. I'm sure we'll have him on again. He showed a pretty good burst on the on the, what turned out to be the sixth goal. Went around Klingberg, threw it in front. Nugent Hopkins gets the goal. In off his skate. It looked like they were kind of talking about it, but you have to make a really distinct kicking motion these days. I
3: honestly don't think that Lindy Ruff cared at that point. I think he was <laughs> yeah. like, you know what? Run the clock. Straight I time. Yeah, I don't want a 10 minute delay. Well, you talk about Lucic, and I know the, Milan has taken heat at times uh, this season. People are expecting more. This is the time of the season everyone says, okay, this is where you need Milan Lucic. Mm-hmm. It's important games leading into the playoffs. He's got 10 points in his last 13 games. Uh, he's been very good. He's he, he's thrown his body around. Uh, he, he's producing offensively. He's getting pucks in deep. He's being a leader. Uh, Milan and his line mates have been very good as of late, and I think a lot of it has been on the back of Milan Lucic.
1: And he delivered a big body check with about 10 minutes left in the corner, and, and I think, I mean, they often talk about, you know, sending a message. I, I, I often think playing that way, you're sending a message to your own team as much as to the opposition, and I think that's important for Lucic to say, First shift, zero, 0 tie, or in a tight battle with Pittsburgh, or, you know, crushing a crumbling team like the Dallas Stars, this is the way we play. We, mm-hmm. we want to establish from the opening face-off to the final buzzer, regardless of the score, create standards and create consistency. So, I was you know, I was glad to see him show... Killer instinct. I mean, you should want to score every shift regardless of the score.
3: Well, you're right. And, and the one thing that uh, many have talked about over the last while is changing the culture with, with the organization. They're bringing in these different players and different standards. And if you hold yourself to a higher standard than other people hold you to, well, then you're going to have success. And Milan Lucic has done that. He says, all right, here's the standards we're going to play to. And the players have followed along
1: few more comments coming up from the Oilers' dressing room. They roll tonight 7-1 over
0: the Dallas Stars. This Brewers is home. Overtime Open over Line. 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 The brought to you by, by the broadcast Canadian Brew House. From the Terry Perenich Team broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan In over the line, left wing is Nurse. Score! Bend it off the far post, out wide on Antti Dieme.
1: That is Darnell Nurse, the Oilers' third goal of the game. His first goal... Since back on November 17th, now, obviously he was hurt for a large section of that time, but felt good for Darnell Nurse to score. The Oilers go on to beat Dallas 7-1. Let's hear from Nurse.
7: Yeah, they they definitely. If you give them opportunity, they have the um, you know ability to, to make it pay. Uh, it was it was nice. We were you know in good spots tonight. A lot of block shots. And Talb's obviously always making uh, always making big saves. So that's definitely uh, you know positive to take away from this place. It's it's a it's a building block. And we just got to continue. But lighting the lamp after you know all the months you missed with, with the ankle injury and and all that. How good does that feel? Yeah, it was nice. Uh, it was a nice feeling. Um, as you can see, I just picked that corner right there. and then, Ripped that. No, it was, uh, it was. It was a good feeling to to get one. But like I said, it was nice to get the win. That was uh, that was a big win for us.
5: Nice to see so many guys just chip in with a uh, you know a couple multi point
7: nights. Yeah, that's definitely what our team is, is capable of. Um, you know, as long as we, we take care of our own end, uh, the offense will come. And uh, you know you can see uh, we're always uh, always ready to jump on opportunities. Reid, that's uh,
3: Darnell Nurse.
1: Thank you, Brendan Ulrich. Nurse with his fourth goal of the season. Oilers win 7-1. Want to update you on the Advantage Trailer Rental scoreboard here. Obviously, the L.A. Kings playing a big game for them tonight.
3: It is now 1-1 in the third period. Ten minutes to go. L.A. is on a power play. A huge win, or excuse me, a huge game for L.A. If they don't win this game, their season is done. We were talking about the magic number of points the Oilers would need to
1: eliminate LA. I mean, obviously there are other teams in the mix, but we use LA since they're the best non-playoff team right now. Coming into tonight, it was 22. So it's now down to 20. That's any combination of points the Oilers get and the Kings don't get. uh, Totaling now now 20, 22 before the game. Now 20. That would put the Oilers uh, into the playoffs. Now things could could change depending if uh, somebody passes LA. But, well, if somebody passes LA, it's probably wouldn't change right because then that team would be in that position
3: anyway enough math I know what you meant say another thing that we didn't talk, talk a whole week I mean we mentioned Darnell plus four I mean that's your third pairing defensive pairing Darnell Nurse plus four Benning plus three so they were combined plus seven out of your third pairing that is uh, that bodes well the depth that the Oilers have now on the back end uh, I mean, a healthy Griba out tonight who's played well when he's been in there. The others are setting themselves up pretty well right now. They, they, they've, they're they rolling. All four lines have been playing well as of late. Their defense, your third pairing produces like that, and you've got solid goaltending. So uh, it, it's going to make for an exciting final 13 games. Sharks
1: lead the Sabres 3-1 with about six minutes. Funny goal in that game. With about <laughs> six Jack Eichel was trying to handle the puck to the side of his own goal, and
3: he wound up scoring on his own net. Well, if anyone that watches a bunch of the other games, every once in a while you see Patrick Maroon where he comes down on the defense and he tries to pull the puck from behind through his feet and kick it up. Well, Jack Eichel tried doing that in front of his own net, except he missed and kicked the puck into his own net. It was a huge goal at the time with only 30 seconds to go in the second period. It put San Jose up 2-1, and I don't think Buffalo's going to be able to recover from that.
1: Islanders beat the Hurricanes 3 2 in overtime. Chicago 4, Montreal 2. If you missed it, Patrick Kane got three points. McDavid had one point tonight, a goal, so they're tied for the lead in scoring. Lightning over the Senators 2 1 in OT. The Panthers crushed the Maple Leafs 7 2, and the Caps beat the Wild. Four 2 the Eastern Conference playoff race is also a, an interesting one. The Islanders have the final wild card berth, same number of points as the Lightning, but the wild card or, or the uh, tiebreaker goes to the Islanders. The Leafs a point behind, so that's a costly loss for them tonight. Boston coming into town, they're third in the Atlantic. They're three points up on the Islanders in Tampa Bay, so they got to be careful there and. They're five behind Ottawa, six behind Montreal. And uh, again, you know, Boston 7-3 and three in their last 10. We'll see how they do in Calgary tomorrow. Oh, in case you haven't heard, the Flames have won 10 straight.
3: Uh, they're as good as any team in the National Hockey League right now. The Calgary Flames, uh, what is it, a record, I think they said they said the other night.
1: For in Calgary, they mm-hmm. tied the total franchise record, the Atlanta Flames.
3: No, they're, they're playing well. They're, it, uh, to me, and I said it about three, four weeks ago, I believe it's going to be a Calgary-Edmonton first round. And I I don't think you can welcome the playoffs back to Edmonton any better than having that as your first-round matchup.
1: They don't play again. In the regular season, so yeah. that's the only way we're going to see them again this year. If they if they do meet, a lot a lot to be determined. I mean, the Oilers play Anaheim a couple of times. Boston is in is in next on Thursday. We'll have that for you on 6:30. Chet 5:30 for the faceoff show, and the game will start at seven. Rob,
3: always a pleasure, buddy. They rolled tonight. They did roll tonight. Hopefully, they kept a, a few goals in the in the sticks for the next game against the Boston Bruins.
1: All right. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, back at 6:30. Chet, our engineer here at Rogers Place. Troy Fuller. You can get additional post game reaction on the Oilers page on 630.com. And the Gary Bettman interview with Bob Stoffer is there as well. This has been Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranis Team Broadcast Center. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. 7 1 the Oilers over the Stars. Thanks so much for listening.